Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. You are listening to As a Woman, episode 75, Out of the Box. In this episode, I'm talking about being yourself in a world that tells you what is appropriate and what is not. Listen now. Welcome to As a Woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician, Dr. Natalie Crawford, to educate and empower women. Each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman. Hey, friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I actually took off my first break from this podcast ever. That was the month of July. I um, maybe did some things like starting a new practice because I started for a fertility and have just been super busy. And for the first time I said, I'm just going to give myself a little bit of a break. And that was fabulous. So now I'm coming back with tons of great content. I've been working on things in the interim and the podcast is also now being recorded in the bedroom and not the closet. So hot stuff there. And I'm recording it for YouTube for the first time. So we are going to see how that goes. So if you are preferably a YouTube person, you can also see this on YouTube. It's the same, just a little different. You've got my face and you'll see me drinking water and coffee. It's kind of the behind the scenes, the unedited version. So here we go. All right. So this episode is all about being outside the box. This phrase means a lot to me for two different reasons. So if we dive in and say the first time I really heard the phrase outside the box or I was called outside the box was when Figs did a big campaign and I got to like live out a childhood dream and wear their scrubs and fly out to LA and be on a fabulous set and take ridiculous jumping photos. I thought I looked like a hot mess, but they ended up looking amazing and one was in Times Square. So I couldn't even fathom that that was happening. I was able to be on Times Square as a female physician in her scrubs showing little girls that that's a superstar type of thing or that is worthy of the center stage. And one, love you, Fix. I love the team so much. This is not a sponsored episode, but they called that whole campaign outside the box. So when they called to pitch it to me, this is how these things go. So somebody's like, hey, I want to talk to you about something. And you're like, okay, cool. You get 5,000 emails, so you ignore half of them. And you talk to them and there's a pitch. And so their pitch is they were trying to bring together people who were outside the box in medicine 
and highlight them for their accomplishments of being different. So I have known I'm not a typical fertility doctor for a long time, and I didn't set out to be different. I promise you, I was a under the rock, didn't have a social media account, just so happy to be a fertility doctor kind of girl in fellowship, or at least that's how I started. Once I was in the field, I really started, and you guys have heard this, to be bothered by the fact that I heard the same things from women over and over and over and over again. And that was, I wish I'd known this earlier. Why does nobody talk about my fertility? I can't believe I waited so long. That really lit a flame in me and wanted, I wanted to do something that would change that. What could I do to make that different for an individual person? And I realized that the traditional way of a fertility doctor was we were really hard to get to. You usually have to struggle with infertility, see your OBGYN, and then you come to see us. And so we were this little unicorn and kind of was hard for women to get the information. And appointments are long, which I love, but I spend an hour with each patient. So you can only physically see so many people in a given day. That's just how it is. But if I could stand on a bigger stage and speak to a bigger crowd and get this message out there, maybe I'd have the potential to change somebody's life, even if they weren't my patient, even if they didn't live or couldn't physically come see me, maybe they could learn something that would cause them to do something different with their life and not be in this position of coming in to see me and saying, I wish I'd known this earlier. And so that became the catalyst for what has changed my whole career. This one spark of this should be done better. And probably most people who fit into this outside the box category are the exact same. But that started me to open up my first ever Instagram account called at Natalie Crawford MD. So that's the same one. And I started putting educational content out there. And I realized really quickly that it was really boring information. I mean, it, it kind of is. I, I mean, I love it because I'm nerdy. But why do you care? Why would you follow me? How would people find me? And my younger sister, Megan, I've talked about her before, said, if you really want to reach people, you've got to give them a reason to care about what you're talking about. And the reason to care is you. People like people. And this is one of the founding things I say when I talk about social media. People like people. If you want to reach people, you must connect with people. And so that's what I did. I started sharing things that doctors weren't supposed to share. Like I had had miscarriages and an ectopic pregnancy and infertility. And I've been burnt out and I was struggling being a working mom. And I started showing behind the scenes pictures of my life. And granted, this was still when in medicine, you were really, really told to keep your personal and your professional lives separate. And I called it a personal professional account from the beginning because I wanted to teach people, but I really wanted them to just absorb the information because they liked me. I felt like that would be a better pathway. And it resonated. So this simple idea really started a huge life-changing adventure for me. And it's really changed the way that as physicians, we can connect with people. I now obviously have a podcast and a YouTube and I email my patients and I talk to them and so many of them find me on social media. And it's not for everybody. If you don't want your doctor on social media, that's totally understandable. 
But I hear often that, especially in a personal field like infertility, knowing that we are people who care about other people really helps along the journey. And that's my experience. It's also given me a great avenue to educate women outside of just the visit that I have in the office. I mean, people come to me now listening to the podcast before they ever see me. That's fabulous. That means they've heard my voice and they've heard some of the things that I think are important when it comes to fertility. And we're already starting out in a better place because there's some trust there. We've been connected already. And even to say, besides the patient benefits of social media, the connections professionally networking have been huge. I've met some of my best friends on social media. I've started businesses with people I met on social media. It has changed my life, all of it. So I think that for those of us who choose to put our life out on social media, we do it for a reason and it's not easy. You have to think about what you're doing. You have to be very mindful and you're exposing yourself to having other people criticize you because people will criticize you 1000%. But the point is, that's okay. That risk is worth the reward in a given situation. It's not for everybody. This is all fueled a little bit by the recent med bikini discussion. So I spoke on this on Instagram and I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you probably have heard of this. There was a study done and it was published in the Journal of Vascular Surgery where three male surveyors created fake accounts to go and spy on all of the vascular surgeon fellows. And they were recording behavior that was appropriate and inappropriate or professional or possibly unprofessional. And some of the definitely unprofessional behaviors included things like breaking HIPAA. So HIPAA is when you don't share private information about a patient. And yeah, we all agree. You should never talk about your patients on social media unless they've directly given you permission to do so. But so breaking HIPAA or, you know, being like belligerently drunk or, you know, do bullying. They didn't include some things that a lot of us would think should be included, like, you know, racism and things like that. And then in their possibly unprofessional category included things that are not at all unprofessional, such as speaking out about politically charged topics, such as same-sex marriage and abortion and gun control. I think those are huge for physicians to talk about. It also included some misogynistic things like provocative clothing and you know provocative is a word usually used to describe women and not men and it's very much in the rape culture so that's just a real trigger word right there and then they said things like halloween costumes and bikinis and so this was really judging what people did in their personal life based on what they put on social media and saying that that made them unprofessional. And so this was super hot. I mean, physicians all over started tagging photos of themselves in bikinis and drinking booze and saying hashtag med bikini, because that is not a reflection of you being unprofessional. I consider myself really professional. I am really mindful about what I put on social media because I always think about the patient who's going through the really bad thing at that time. And what would they think if they saw that? 
you're going through a miscarriage and you see me gallivanting around, I'm sad for you. That doesn't mean I can't have a life outside of our encounter, but I'm always really trying to think about how it may impact an individual person. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Apostrophe. With the temperatures starting to warm up, I'm so excited the summer is around the corner and getting ready and looking forward to the summer months. But I know that when I'm outside enjoying nature, I need to pick up supplies to prepare myself for summer adventures. And if you want to get your skin glowing in time for summer, it's time for you to get started with Apostrophe, who is sponsoring this episode. Apostrophe's goal is to help you feel confident in your own skin. So whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring, Apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. I personally love that you get access to an expert dermatology team, a tailored treatment plan. It's simple to sign up for your first visit, and there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash A-A-W when you use our code A-A-W. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash A-A-W and click get started. Then use the code A-A-W at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? But women belong in scientific research. They're essential and Ritual knows this. I choose Ritual Multivitamin every day because it is easy to take and I know that I am getting high quality and traceable ingredients in a clean and bioavailable forms. In fact, Ritual conducted a university-led human clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin to assess its efficacy and the results showed increase in vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. No one shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash A-A-W. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash A-A-W for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, but Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the cost of the middleman, passing the saving to us, and only working with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. I personally cannot wait to wear my cute tan linen set this summer. So it's your turn to get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash A-A-W for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash A-A-W to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash A-A-W. Thank you, Quince. That being said, showing the side of us behind the white coat is really important in understanding who we are, who we are as doctors, what kind of people we are. And I have found 
that most patients of mine, at least, they enjoy that. They like seeing that I'm a mom and that I swim in the pool and the things that we do outside the office are often the things that connect us and they make it more enjoyable. I mean, I have had patients see that I went to cookies with mom or something at at school back when we had school and they would ask about it. It automatically gives us a connection. And that is what social media is. It is connection. But what that paper really brought out, and it's not the only one, there are other ones, is that sexism and misogyny in medicine is really real. And that is probably the entire reason this podcast exists. I wanted to bring fertility education to people, and that was part of it. But the podcast is twofold, as you guys know. It is part fertility information and education, and it is part female empowerment. And the female empowerment came because I started a hashtag campaign two years ago called As a Woman. And what happened, and you can go see it in highlights, people would share their stories of how crappy they've been treated just for being a woman in a medical field. And it is ridiculous. We have been, you know, called names, called that you're inappropriate, said that you can't do things. The gender bias in medicine is very, very real. And it doesn't mean you can't get past it. But really what this is calling out is that to do things different than what is expected is deemed unprofessional. And I am here to say really loudly, I disagree. I disagree. That is so wrong. That is the opposite of being outside the box. Go and be outside the box. Do things different. This is the only way the world changes. And I don't care if there are people who don't want it to change because it makes them uncomfortable. Do you think everybody in my field was super thrilled when I started being on social media? Oh my God, friends, I heard all of this BS about fertility physicians shouldn't be marketing themselves directly to patients. Patients should come to see you based on your clinical reputation, not based on your Instagram photos. You're just spending time away from patients and not seeing them. You care more about your social media than you do your patients. And then they get worse. Like starting a blog is narcissistic. I can't believe you have a website named after you. Modeling for scrub companies is so beneath a physician. You are letting other people devalue you. Okay, these are real life things that I have heard. In addition to all the things like having people look at my boobs when I talk to them, being asked if I'm the physician, being called by my first name and not doctor in professional situations, being asked inappropriate questions about having children, jokes made about breastfeeding, all kinds of things. You're too pretty to be a doctor. You won't be able to have a family if you become a doctor. You should just quit now so you can do X, Y, or Z. So, so, so over it. This is all somebody else saying, you do not fit in my box. You don't fit in my box and it makes me uncomfortable. These statements are all about them and not about you. If you are listening to this and you've heard these statements, I'm going to say them again. These are all about them and not about you. So let them go. Like, let them go. Be outside the box and shine like the sun. Keep moving forward. 
call out sexism and racism and all the other inappropriate things because there is no place for them anymore. But what happens very often in medicine is that we want to do those things, yet we do not feel empowered to do so. We are so scared of our place losing this thing we have worked so hard for. Becoming a physician takes years of education, tens of thousands of dollars in test taking alone. You have to jump through a million hoops. And often these things, these people telling you to fit inside the box are the people who are above you. And that is the worst. And we can't just be changing the tide by saying, hey, we're a new generation and we're going to do it different. I will tell you the thing that made me the most upset about med bikini. Okay. Things that I liked about the med bikini discussion, women standing up for women, posing pictures, talking about how that doesn't make a difference. There was this huge coming together across different social platforms and Twitter and Instagram. There were so many great men standing up to he for she's posing in their own bathing suits or with drinks and standing in solidarity with female physicians. Loved it. Loved it. In private Facebook groups that I'm a member of that are female physician only, there were women who were saying it is unprofessional to pose in a bikini. I don't care if you don't want to pose in a bikini. Like nobody says you have to. That's your own belief. But you are part of the problem. You are holding other women back by having that mentality and speaking up against people being outside the box. Instead, you should say, I certainly don't feel comfortable posing in a bikini or that doesn't fit my brand because everything you put online is your brand. But good for you because I know for a fact that that does not impact your ability to be a good professional physician. So women above us have to start being the ones to see things different. And if we are women in power, and I've said this all the time, you have got to be the ones to do it different. Make a bigger table. Invite people to the table. I find that in medicine, since you fight so hard for your spot, very often women, especially women in male-dominated fields, feel like they had to fight even harder to get there. And that sexism was just the cost of doing business. And so you don't even stand up for it when you see it anymore, because it's the price you paid. So you believe it's the price that the next girl has to pay. And I am here to say no more because that doesn't change anything. That's why things are just the same. That is why there are people who leave medicine because they've been so harassed or received such discrimination that it holds them back. That is why a journal article can get published talking about professional behavior that is inappropriate that targets women over men. So here I am to say this. It is hard to be wrong. And maybe it's hard to sit inside your own box and see somebody outside your box shining. But why? And I'm really asking you why. There's room for all of us. The more success we all have, the better it will be for all of us. The more that people will do and challenge us, being challenged will change you. And that is the point. 
You're not supposed to have a stagnant life. You're supposed to see things, ask questions, make changes, and grow. And it is our duty. I'm saying this this way. Our duty as women to stand up for other women. It is our duty as women to make space at the table. It is our duty to call out sexism and racism when we see it. It is our duty to protect each other. It is our duty to not say that our personal belief about what we want our brand to be should impact somebody else's. However, we should say, good for you, girl. To me, this is a simple discussion. Sexism is alive and well. I I knew that. That was not a newsflash to me. Maybe it was to some people out there. But those of us who are women in medicine are well aware of sexism. We've probably blocked out too many encounters to fully remember them all. But that doesn't mean that there aren't people out there supporting us. And it doesn't mean that it's not worth changing. By being afraid of losing your spot and staying silent and just accepting what is there. I did that. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've been this go-getter forever. I certainly would avert things thrown in my face that nowadays this version of Natalie would say, do not say that to me. But instead, you just sweep it under the rug and you go on presenting your patient or with whatever you need to do or finishing out your surgery and be a good girl about it. No more. Okay? No more. And to those of you who are in training and hearing this and you feel trapped, please, please, you have women who can be on your team and you can't expect somebody to help you if you don't ask for help. And I know that sucks. And that means sometimes that the somebody who's being victimized has to then go put themselves out there. I wish we lived in a world where if we just saw these things, we would stand up for them. And hopefully we can change by bringing awareness and talking about them. But if you're in a training program and your program director is trying to get you to sleep with them, find a female mentor or a dean or somebody and you go above his head. Okay? I promise. There's enough of us in the girl tribe. We can still find you a spot where you want to be. Don't let fear guide your decisions. And I promise you, when you step outside the box of who they want you to be and you start being who you really are and doing things in line with what bring you joy, and if that is making videos and podcasts and Instagramming and educating people where they are, you're going to love it. Don't let the fear of failure or the fear of what others think hold you back. Don't let the old school beliefs be the ones that are the driving force keeping you from making the changes that you need to make. Being outside the box is a good thing. I know sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but I promise you that keeping yourself in the box where everyone else expects you to be is only going to lead to resentment and complacency. You're then going to overlook things like racism and sexism because you're going to become so accustomed to them because you have been removed from who you are. So this is my challenge to you. As women, we must stand up for each other. I loved that part of the med bikini. However, to the women on Facebook talking smack about everybody in their bikinis, get out of my club. I'm so done with you. It is time for you to make a change. I respect if you don't want to post about it yourself in a bikini, but don't you be holding other women back 
any, any longer. It is time for us to see other women shine and know that that only makes you shine brighter as well. If we are all exceeding and doing amazing things, we are all doing better. There's no room for competition. There's no room for jealousy. There's no room for holding women back. And there's no room for making the next generation pay the price that we've already paid in medicine. Okay, so go and be outside the box. Okay, friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I think this one was just really me getting some things off my heart, but really a challenge to tell people it is okay to be different. It is okay to be outside the box and it is okay to stand up for what you believe in. I am so excited about all this new content coming your way. So feel free to follow me on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD. The blog is nataliecrawfordmd.com. There's the YouTube channel, Natalie Crawford MD. This sounds really repetitive. And as always, the podcast is as a woman. I would love it if you guys would subscribe to all the above, your thumbs up, your comments, your reviews, they really, really mean so much. And any suggestions for things that you would love to hear on the podcast are always appreciated. Thank you guys so much.